Is this the first time that we've all been together? We were together on New Year's Day. The three of us were together on New Year's Day. This is the first time I see you since 2019, sir? Okay, so really it's not Happy New Year to any of y'all. But Happy New Year to the podcast, so you know what I'm saying, to our listeners. Merry New Year. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking where where y'all been at, you know what I mean? Well, we have they? Huh? No, have they? I've had at least 10 people ask me. Um, oh, that's lit. I, people don't really ask me about this podcast, so I don't know. Nobody knows I'm on this podcast. Yikes. <laughs> that is a fact. People are like, y'all got a third host? Yeah, we do, actually. Nobody knows me, That's so it's crazy. fine. Well, you got to be more vocal. That's on you. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. That's optional. Um, this is To The Drummer's Beat, the official Fly Paper Magazine podcast. I'm one of three co-hosts. I'm Mickey's here with my niggas, day ones, my guy Burn. Yep. And my guy at Nicole. Guy yet. My guy yet. Call the podcast Guyet. <laughs> Guyet is wild. Guyet. You know, have you ever heard that before? No. All right. Hell so no. niggas start saying Guyet, then that's they nobody's going to. <laughs> hey, do y'all remember? <laughs> do y'all remember back when I uh, first said Mixie and niggas was killing me? You before? did not say no. Mixie. I swear to God. Oh, y'all niggas about to soldier with me. I don't remember crazy. you. <laughs> I don't remember people killing you for saying it. No, bro. On Twitter, I was like, man, I'm about to go be Mixy this weekend. And, and I only said Mixy. I had heard somebody else say it. And I was like, Mixy? Nigga, what the fuck is Mixy? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Pull up the tweet. Pause. Nigga. You know what? Never mind. He's yeah, probably there. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> I, I do remember it. when you said TB was going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, I did say I was wrong. I was wrong. Wait, what was it? TB. The best ever. Shout out to Drizzy. Like people are going to start using that. That's actually a Floyd Mayweather's thing. But. Yeah, but Drizzy. He didn't want to enter it into the lexicon. In my lexicon. opinion. Who, who said TBE besides Drizzy and Floyd? Nobody. Nobody. But, Nobody. But Floyd has it like on his clothing, like TMT, TBE. Whatever. Fuck them niggas. Respectfully. Anyways. Yeah. So How two, y'all feeling, man? We, we 17 days in. Listen, today I saw on the news is the day where most people break their New Year's resolutions. Mm. And so I would ask you about New Year's resolutions, but if y'all niggas say something that's not quantifiable, I'm going to be upset. Did Wait, y'all it wasn't quantifiable. Like, oh, I just want to be a better person. I want to eat healthier. Yeah, like that, that shit's not quantifiable. Well, I mean, it's lifestyle changer, though. I know, but... All right, so did y'all <laughs> have any New Year's lifestyle changes? That I to- want to make? Mm-hmm. No, that y'all made. Wait. Oh, you know what? You we did do I this on uh, on New Year's Eve. We should do this again. Three goals. Word. So, well, I mean, goals we, can, we can set them. Or... Saying, like, did y'all already have some? Yeah. Like, I mean, how are they doing? You know, I'm still working on it. I'm yeah. trying to touch a hundred thousand this year. Hey. In in the name of burning friends, um, I've been working out, drinking more water. Healthy skin, minding my business. Um, what was the other one? How am I know oh. what your goals are? Because <laughs> I set them on New Year's Eve. I was drunk. Oh, the other one was uh, the other one was uh, to be on a main festival stage, and so we're working mm. on that. Mm. You know, in one way or another. Mm. Okay. Somebody with the garbage disposal on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> run, nigga, nigga, run, nigga, nigga. Mm. <laughs> 
Oh shit! Y'all need to go. Three goals. Um, I told you one of them. I forget what the other two was because I was also drunk. But I told you that I wanted to stop underdressing. I feel like that's also like kind of my personality. That's in not general. quantifiable. Shut up. That's crazy. It's I always <laughs> like downplay things or like downplay my outfits or downplay what I have to say. And so I'm not I'm gonna stop doing that. I'm gonna just say what I have to say, I'm gonna dress how I wanna dress and worry about it tomorrow. Word. I'm trying to decide if I wanna be petty or not. You can be petty. <laughs> So, that goal, mm-hmm. keeping that in mind. Okay. At Orange Soda, was that you executing that goal or yes. was that you? Okay, yes. word, 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 word. So, does like dressing up mean like. No, like, like things that I would worry about wearing, I don't worry about so much anymore. Is that the same as like wearing less and going out more? Not necessarily, but in some ways, yes. Word, word, word. Did you guys know Angela Rye is going to be here tonight? Yeah, I did. <laughs> what? I, I just saw that on Facebook. <laughs> I have a question about... No, I don't. Yes, you do. It's not podcast appropriate. What are your goals? <sighs> you know what I mean? I just want to I just want to be great oh. all 2019 long. Oh, what? I had another goal. What is it? Go ahead. I want to develop an app. An app. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What type of app? So I've been is it looking. Something that people could still. Because if so, we should be yes. on the podcast. It's about natural hair, mm. and it isn't out there yet. And I need it, so I'm going to make it. <laughs> okay. Shout out to you with your aspiring aspirations. Do you have a uh, Xcode on your computer? No. Xcode is a free program you can download from the App Store. That is basically how you write apps. It is super difficult to use, though, in my opinion. Have you ever tried to use it with Josh? Xcode? I can dedicate some time to Listen, it. Listen, man, I was on video 20 of 140 in a, in a YouTube tutorial. Oh, wait. And I just gave up. If you went through 140 YouTube tutorials, I might need to go somewhere else. That's yeah. what he's saying. No, I'm saying I only went through 20 of them, and then I gave up. Well, there, that's not the only one. I found a couple other ones that are free-ish. So, yo, this is zoning me out right now because you sound just like Crystal. Have you ever met Crystal before? Yes, I've met Crystal. Yes, you've already said this, I've before. Said this before or something similar to That's that effect. Crazy. It's her, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Crystal? Facts, That's my ex girlfriend. Oh, who I didn't know moved. Yeah, she's down in Atlanta. Yeah, I figured that out after I went and f- found her Instagram. I already followed her. Okay. Nah, I'm just confused. But hey, so How I are you goals. Because I know her outside of you. Oh, where? You be having friends and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, motherfucker. All right, so my goals. Oh, shit, I'm turning to burn. Hey, hey. <laughs> that, that should be having me rolling, man. Every time, like, you're about to, like, say something, like, you say, well. <laughs> um,. Yeah, hey, that's not I'm consistent, baby. Burnside. Um, my goals are do I have to say the same ones from New Year's Eve? No. Okay. So one of my goals They is, weren't there. I'm trying to be a better professional. Um 
I got a lot of like things that are moving right now, and I can't really afford to be as scatterbrained as I as I was in the past. Like, I mean, I could, but it just wouldn't be as efficient, you know. So I'm trying to be a lot more streamlined. Like in my book bag right now, I got three different planners. <laughs> you see what I'm saying for mm-hmm. like different occasions and different like situations and whatnot. I'm also trying to write down more notes. So like whenever I have a meeting with somebody, I want to write down notes and then send a um, like recap to the person like afterwards or whatever. I was like, told in high school on football coach. You should always take pencil and paper to a meeting because there's never a meeting that doesn't require notes. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to... You told me that. I should have... Life lesson. You You feel me? I want to be more intentional about all that because my time... I I hate the cliche, time is valuable. But, like, my time is really valuable. Like, So why do you hate it? Most cliches are... Well, I hate it because I feel like it's just something that people say Mm -hmm. and not really a a lifestyle that they practice. And so... Oh, like, that, that list a mile long, but I agree. Yeah, you know, and but my time really, if, if I'm not wasting my time, then the shit that I make when I'm being productive with my time is really fucking valuable, you know? So I want, I want to be a better steward of that time because it's a, it's a real resource. And I mean, it's limited as well. So um, being a better professional, uh, another thing I'm trying really hard to do is to be present like where I'm at all the time um, because like if I'm always thinking about what my next move is then I don't really be invested in the people that I'm there with or the thing that I'm working on right then and there and uh, like let's say I mean I'm at the podcast right now if I'm thinking about shit I gotta do for Orange Soda and then like when I'm working on shit for Orange Soda now I'm thinking about what I gotta do for Warhol and Wall Street then I'm thinking War- now I'm thinking about Native Tongues it's like when do I ever get to actually do the work and shit? I'm just think about the next thing. So Thanks. that's a, a huge, um, a huge goal of mine. Um, and I mean, real similar to Burn, like I, I want to be a part of like touching hundreds of thousands of dollars and everything. I'm launching a nonprofit on my birthday, and like the end of the year goal for that is to have fifty thousand dollars worth of revenue, um, and then also to pay out that revenue to different creatives in the city, you know, people that believed in me, uh, people that are working on it with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a modest goal, like a really conservative type shit. So, um... Real quick, uh, we're 70 days into the year, and I'm 6% to my goal. Hey, salute. Talk about it. Brad, I'm gonna have six L- six LLCs by the end of January. So... You wanna share them? Um, no, I can't yet. Uh, I, I, I do remember that I had another goal. Um, it was to stay self-employed. Mm. That's so. a great goal. That's a great goal. Let me tell you. Did I tell you I was in another car accident? Another Did one? Did I know about the first one? Oh, you know, I don't think we talked about that on the, the podcast. Prius? Let's talk about it. Uh, yeah, that happened in 2018. Listen, man. So December 12th, I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm. Um, my goal was to, because um, the gym by my house was closed, the goal was to take my mom to work because she doesn't drive. She never has dri- driven, never had a license. Uh, take her to work. I that life. Listen, man. We, uh, me and my sister have been chauffeuring her around mm-hmm. since we can drive. So like we drop her off at work, and then there's a gym. There's another crunch on the west side, like near where she works. I can just go there. So on, th- this was a Tuesday. Yeah, we never talked about this. Th- th- this is on a Wednesday. On Tuesday, I did that. I woke up. 
I would drop her off. And because also by being self-employed, I got a hard time waking up early because mm. um, I ain't got nowhere to be. So it's like it's hard to just get up for nothing. You know what I mean? So I woke up early. I went to the gym. I took her to work and went to the gym. The second day I woke up early, took her to, took her to work, and I was like, man, I ain't going to the gym. So I went to Tim Hortons instead. The opposite of going to the gym. <laughs> and then so um, what I what, what I normally get uh, a medium coffee, one cream, one sugar, a double chocolate donut, and a pretzel bagel toasted with light butter. I love pretzel bagels. I do too. They got the best ones. So afterwards, this, afterwards I felt like it was a wake up call because when I did go to the hospital, I found out that my blood sugar was like three ninety, and I was like. What was it supposed to be? And they were like, 100. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it's supposed to be. So that told me that, you know, I really should um, take my health seriously. So um, in case you needed a reminder. Right. And then last week when I was over here messing with y'all on a meeting that could have definitely been over FaceTime. We have group FaceTime now, if you guys didn't know. It was uh, snowing. The second meeting could have. Yeah, we could have. No, me, you be on mo. Well, no. Yeah, that had to be in person. Well, I mean, that was a that was a product of the first meeting. That that wouldn't have happened. Okay. Anyways, I'm going home, right? Mm-hmm. I'm driving down Livingston, and it's snowing, and I'm driving a uh, a pickup truck that has rear wheel drive, and so the truck is uh front heavy, so um I'm right in front of Walnut Ridge going like 20 miles an hour, and I tap the gas, and the car starts fishtailing. I went on the other side of the freeway. I mean, the other side of the road. Thank God no cars were coming. Mm-hmm. And I went down to a ditch. Uh, I probably shouldn't say this on. I'm, nobody's listening. I definitely. Um, what? They be listening. I definitely fishtailed into a telephone pole and dented the back of the car. So I got out. I looked. I saw a dent. I was like, I ain't waiting here. <laughs> and I drove off and I drove home. So yeah, maybe it's just not meant for me to drive. Maybe I need car service. Yeah, proving the Asian stereotypes. Or maybe, maybe I just need to put some weight in the back of the truck. That's probably what it is. Yeah, yeah facts. You had you had like the was... Yeah. You had the worst like look. My dad cars. told me that afterwards, like, oh you gotta put some sandbags in the back. Well, thanks. <laughs> so I'm about to go get my couple of them and Yeah, my dad was like three, four hundred pounds. I'm like, cool. But yeah, so that actually on a on a bigger scale here, I almost lost my life twice. Mm. So that made me think like I need to cherish the time that I have here. And it also made me create a Google document for that I share with my sister and my best friend. And I told them like if anything ever happens to me, um, read from this because I don't want people going up to my funeral and saying, Well, burn it. No, no. He didn't say any of that. It's all written right here. And mainly because I want people to know that, you know, whenever my time is over here, that if, if people want to, like, you know, do something in my honor, then they should go out and pursue their dreams because that's what you should be doing with your time instead of wasting it. Wait, so, like, don't tell us, I mean, I'm assuming you don't want to tell us the contents of the actual Google document, but, like, what compromises it? Like, is it how you felt about people? Is it like how you want your cel- you're going away celebration yeah, to be? Yeah, that's like, what it is. Which it, one? It's both. It's uh, about certain people that I, I want them to know how I really felt. And it's all you positive. You got any curses? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, no. 
It's all positive. You want niggas to know? Hey, nigga, it was really fuck you. Like, I really meant that shit. But I do want them to know that. I would have respected if that. I, if, yeah, you're, if you're not specifically mentioned in here, don't come to my funeral acting like it was all good. Because there's people I specifically left out. Oh, man. Uh, but no, the, the, the main thing. You. Oh. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> like, who, who did you? I mean, you're like, because if it's fuck you in death, then that means it's fucking you in real life and shit, too, right? I got to tell you that. Off the podcast. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> nah, because... Why? It's fuck off. That's what you said. All right, boom. Because so, he might have, listen, uh, you know... Nah, he burn bridges while he's alive. Bro, if it's fuck you in death, then it should be fuck you nah, in life, too, nah, right? you, I'll tell you, you the story, the and I'll tell you the name later. I, I, you know, I didn't tell you this. Oh, shit. So, on New Year's Eve, I text somebody that I rarely talk to. Oh, shit. And I say, Happy New Year. Like almost 11 p.m. the next day, they they reply Happy New Year back. Cool. So the next day, I text them something, something I saw on Twitter. I was like, what, "What's your thoughts about this?" The next day, I was at the gym, and I saw this text, and it, it started out with "Hey Ernest, comma." So I knew this was about to be some bullshit, and it was like several paragraphs. So I'm like, "I ain't reading this at the what gym." I'm going to wait till I get home. Oh, no. So in so many words, this person told me that they, they wanted me to stop talking to him because it was a whole bunch of bullshit. Nah, uh, what you, you do? No, no, no. Oh. But okay. they masked it as, well, I'm not going to say they masked it. They told me that uh, it was based on um, trying to move forward in their faith and leaving other uh people behind and I'm like somebody always saying you so need to you know what behind. I did what any real nigga would do I ain't replied to it I just went and unfollowed him on everything because I'm like and once I tell you who it is and why I did that this is the reason why I was like this don't even warrant no response so if anything happens to me I don't want this person to be like oh man I was just thinking about no you wasn't uh what well, why can't you if like that's how you feel then why can't you say it like, I mean, I respect your reason. I just want to know the reason behind it. Because I don't want... It like, to get back to them and then it turns no. into a conversation or... This was their personal reasons. And I don't want their personal reasons, especially like their, their faith journey to be public information. Okay, that's fair. That's very fair. But on that same note, you don't want them to fake the funk after you're, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I I want people to be crying on my cast like, oh, I was just with them. I'm like, no, you wasn't. We like we wouldn't these few people, and it's not it's, it's a long list. These people, we were friends, and the rest of y'all, we we were just acquaintances. Man, just to keep it can a you like? <laughs> I'm so petty. Can you like at the end of the document, like write your fuck yous and like just put it in white ink? No, every day. So, like, <laughs> no but um, like, like I said, the the, the, the document. I'm is, gonna do uh, that. The document is. Uh, <laughs> The document is mainly also in this document is all, all my passwords and stuff because if I pass away tomorrow, y'all be fucked with orange soda. <laughs> no, but um, but more importantly, um, it's really about because I'm thinking about like my goddaughter's parents in Texas. I'm like, wait, how come I don't got the orange soda passwords? That's a good fucking question. Do you know what the pin number is to the debit card? You no, know what the account number is. These are great fucking. That's questions. what I'm saying. This so, is, these are problems. <laughs> they're written down somewhere. So no, it, it's really about because I was thinking about my god, uh, my goddaughter's parents in Texas, like. I wouldn't want them to feel like they would need to spend money to come up here to come to my funeral. You don't need to show up to dedicate anything to me. If you want to do some kind of dedicating to me, find out what your passion is and go pursue it. They would still come. I would tell them not to come. They would still come. Well, I mean, if you come to my motherfucking funeral and I told you not to, then you put disrespect on my name. That's 
<laughs> I guess. Really a selfish. stretch. Don't have a funeral for me. And have on top party. of that. Have a what? Party. Also, if I'm in a coma, don't come take no pictures of I'm me laying in the bed. Crying, because <laughs> you will be jazzy death out of the hospital. Man. Don't be like, don't don't take the picture of me. Uh, you hold my hand while I'm in a coma. Don't do none of that. <laughs> don't be posing with me. Like, I'm going to do that. Don't, don't do none <laughs> of that. You don't think I'm going to do the egg keys while you're in your death if you, don't think, <laughs> if you don't think you're going to get beat the fuck up, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm telling you, nobody. Like, my, my family has strict orders to beat anybody out there coming in with a camera. Nah, it's not a camera. I'm just... Use my phone. Like, Yo, right. when I die, bring a camera. <laughs> that shit gonna be funny. Yeah, like, I'm gonna hold my tears until I'm hovering over your body. In them. <laughs> Listen, man, don't do, don't do none of that fuck shit. <laughs> that shit crazy. Do y'all got like plans for which how y'all want to be celebrated after you die, no. or do you even want to be celebrated? It's gonna be a party. I have no idea what my funeral is gonna be like, and I don't want to know. Hopefully, it's a, and you know it, this is not like a morbid thing. I'm not like suicidal or anything, but like. People die every day, and it's not it's not when they old. So you want to plan for it, bro? I almost died on the way to DC. Did I tell y'all this story? Yeah, you said it on the podcast. Did I? Man, I was fucking terrified, right? And see, I almost died twice in the past month. Yeah, I mean, everybody almost die. Yeah, that's, that's why well, it's dang. almost. That's fair. Yeah, she's like, hey, fuck yo, <laughs> fuck yo, yo near death experience. People die bro. almost die every day, B. That's crazy. But the important thing is we hear we live in, so... You think that that's the biggest lesson that you've learned over the last year? Yeah. Starting with the blood clot and... Yo. Now, it's like, you know... Take the blood clot was time. like almost exactly a year ago, too. Man, it was... January? No, it was definitely November... Uh, it was before the first one or No, it couldn't happen. The accident was before the first one. Yeah. But you got you found out about the blood clot in like the beginning of January, it's before the second war soda. No, I, I got it removed for New Year. Oh, okay. That's what it was. And that's when you sent me the picture. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Fucking gross. Yeah, it is fucking gross, man. I don't understand why my friends be sending me gross ass pictures and shit. Of the blood clot. Josh. Time. Nigga over there. Damn, we boring, bro. No. Hey, let us know if this podcast it's is been boring. A long please. day for Josh. Josh is not present. Nigga, are you paying attention? Nigga, are you paying me? Oh, hey, all right, touche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, touche. <laughs> hey, soon. Okay, now hey, I'm soon. working on it. Shit. All right. <laughs> um, That's crazy. Um, What would you say your biggest lessons were over the last year? I ain't learned shit, obviously. You learned something. Like, all right, why is your goal? Because I think that that's a big thing. I think that, like, people's goals, even if... They abandoned them around the seventeenth day, like how you know the statistics say or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that what you make your Is this goals the seventeenth day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you make your ga- your your goals indicates where your mindset is. Like so, even like you saying like you're gonna take um, more consideration into the way that you look when you go out in the public. Or and another goal you you didn't put on the podcast, but you told me off air. Is that like you wanted to increase like your profile or whatever, like in um, that was the other one, yeah. Yeah, journalism and like media and all that type of stuff. You know, like those are important. But the reason why, I mean, I'm not trying to be a psychologist you or whatever. But the reason why I would say those are your goals is because you recognize something about yourself the year prior. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think the underdressing thing. I've always worry too much about opinion mm-hmm. and it's like not even that big of a deal but like I always noticed when I would go out that I felt like 
you know, I should have wore this or, you know, I should have just wore what I wanted to wear and I would have been fine. Mm. I've, I do a lot of overthinking and a lot of self-criticizing. I want to let that go just to enjoy myself more mm. and not have to worry about that stuff. Um, as far as posting my work more, I just noticed I wasn't really doing it. Mm. Um and I think what I write has value. So You're to... honestly one of the best writers that I know in the city. Like, no gas, not even because you're my friend or whatever. I mean, remember that's the reason why like we started working together and shit. Cause mm-hmm. like you're actually pretty good with your words and shit. So Yeah. So I wanted I think increasing that profile also would help me like open doors. Mm. Um because if nobody knows that I write, then nobody gonna ask me to write. That's facts. So that's that. Um, the app was just kind of like a random thing. That's real. It's that true. I just just started decided I wanted to do. Man, over the last year for me, I'd probably say the biggest lesson that I learned, and this is gonna sound really cocky, but it it? always does. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Go ahead. You ain't got to preface it. Y'all said that shit in unison. Like you ain't got to preface it. Like I mean, we all know listen, this. Man. We accept it. That's crazy. I accept it. it. It's, it's you're better off that way. If you don't know anything else, I accept it. I no, honestly think you're better off that way. Hey, bro, it's kind of like burn is. Um, I'm not even gonna pause it because niggas know whatever. He's like. <laughs> You know, like when your spouse is like about to go do some crazy shit or whatever, and you're just like, oh, that's just Joey being Joey or whatever. Like, that's how Burn be like when I be doing some shit. Like, I wouldn't use spouse, but. Well, I mean, okay. I was trying to think of, you know what I mean? Long term relationships with people. Yeah. I mean, like, like with kind of long term. Yeah. Yeah, but friends, like. Like when your son go do something. No, don't son me either. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Point. I was about to say you're my dad. Or like your, fucked up. your <laughs> you know? toxic best friend that you know be on bullshit. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, there. That's him doing. That's how he be treating me and shit. <laughs> Anyways, fuck y'all. All right. Uh, over the last year, I probably realized for the first time that like I transitioned out of just aspiring to be great. And saying, like, one day I'm going to do some legendary shit. One day I'm going to do some, like, great stuff or whatever. Into a space where I'm actually already actively doing that great shit. And um, I don't know. It, it's kind of, it's a surreal feeling when you realize, and Drake said on uh, Nothing Was The Same, that you, you are who you say you are or who you think you are. You know what I mean? And uh, that's definitely one. And, and, like, knowing that you are who you think you are, past tense, it, it's also really empowering because it allows you to believe that you are or you can be who you want to be as well. Like, if you are who you think you are, then you can be what you want to be in the future. So, like, these dreams and shit that I have that are, like, really fucking gargantuan or whatever, it's like they're actually realistic at the same time. And so um, that's kind of, like, empowered me or whatever to even, like, have dreams say, like, you know, properties that I'm a part of are going to have a hundred grand worth of profit. Well, not profit, but revenue. Or that I'm going to be able to pay my friends and creatives in the city and myself and take care of my, like, you know what I mean? Mm. So that's probably, like, my greatest lesson that I By the way, if either of y'all need an assistant during y'all's $100,000 revenue. Yes, nigga. I'm telling you now. You're joking, plan. I'm not. I'm being I'm, dead ass. I need money. So. Okay. We're going we're gonna to figure that shit out. 
And I can make phone calls and shit. Brad, did you see my tweet? Earlier? I can write press releases. Oh, I, I saw your tweet about uh, needing an assistant, and I saw somebody reply to it. What'd you say to him? Oh, damn, I ain't was, I, That's my point. I, that's why I need an assistant. Because <laughs> yeah. he asked how much he's paying. I'm like, how much are you paying? Listen. You're paying in favors. Like, oh, I, I, hey, I, I, I was you. here first. I hear you. That's true. I'm, I'm paying it more than just favors. Nigga. Come on, don't play you, me. You paying exposure? Yeah, I got clout too. You know what I'm saying? I got free clout. No. Free clout, free clout. You know what? <laughs> you definitely a promoter now. That's crazy. This would be great exposure for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, bro. One cosine for me, it changed your life. But that's real talk, though. I mean, is anybody going to challenge it? You feel me? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, what's, what's the time at? All right, let's take a break real quick. Um, we're going to play the static res. Um, and mental health it's, it's off of this project that just came out last year um, at the end of last year Be Good it's on everything including title um, but yeah it's mental health and when we come back I, I want to share some shit whatever about the shit that I did on Tuesday and uh, we want to talk about some other stuff or whatever so you're mm-hmm. yeah yeah Locks turn, beyond doors, New Year's resolution and not blur. That fell through, probably nothing different except clocks turn. Time flies, that's too cliche because I lost turn. I lost track, inadvertent, and really got hurt. Heart attack, I know my mom been through a lot worse. Felt your pain to take away and make it not hers. Now she healthy as ever been, you know it's fan first. School's tough, still learned a lot from all them bookworms. Cliffhanger, my mismanaged anger, band words. Out of context, I couldn't write because my mind lurked. Too many places felt like no one been first. At good times, the lack like. On the inverse, get rigid and you forget to pull your heart first. Started trying to compensate, but I was mad broke. Misunderstood sometimes, I feel like I'm not worth money or any type of sign that I ain't concerned. For it's paper, you can take that shit to the hearse. Build bridges and see both sides, they ain't built to burn. So love me, they gotta know me, but it's cloud first. Link in the bio, in and nephew, like the same words. I want tempo to speak for me, cause I can talk for it. Move jelly, nevertheless, man, what an adverb. Had feelings, I had thoughts, it was too adverse. To overcome, I'm choking up, who knew how that worked? Some drugs that got my friends got me too overworked. Uneasy for them, but just know that I am mad, sir. I'm a skeleton light, everyone underneath nerves. But no title that I be looking, change my outlook. People change, but we deep down be the same person. Long baller, I'm so hollow when I mouth words. That's in my mind, power, that just really rest assured. Half empty, the times we really should just unearth. Anything can manifest and haunt us, get worse. That's why you keep people around you that relieve hurt. Everyone got it, don't hide it, there ain't no password. They feeling better, escaping just for them keyboards. All my wishes get everything that I asked for. Alcohol and me talking, see how shots burst. Coin wallet and going off what they said first. Got no money, the jokes on me because I laugh first. Conversations about myself, about my goals. Slap face and break neck when it heads turn. It hurts to dig where I dig, you know I seem turned. I want people relating, cause I know the same verse. I'm written and everyone's minded, but they own curse. Personal battles, happiness should be the one word. You be seeking, seeing both sides when I pattern. Crossroads, that low feeling is supposed to hurt. But I turn them to something good in time, that's clockwork. Be happy, it ain't a journey, it's a choice first. I hope all my people are okay, trust a map hurt. Going upwards and bumper traffic, cause it's our turn. Yeah. Dopamine is a chemical released by neurons to send signals to other cells. 
talk about on this podcast but in the very near future i'm gonna talk about some of the the new things that we're trying to bring to the city and make it a little bit easier for y'all to find these artists and stuff as well so um be on the lookout for that because it's coming real real soon but yeah man native tongues is on tuesday (laughs) was it yeah native tongues is this past tuesday man tell you what they missed right it was it was really um all right outside of me like that was probably one of the best native tongues that we've had in a while. Or at least in my opinion. What would you say? Yeah, I'd say so. Like, it started out crazy. Like, a nigga, he, um, he had a story or whatever about how he couldn't really exchange his vows with his wife when he got married. And uh, so he was like, you know, I wanted to go ahead and choose this platform to share my, my vows with you, like, in, in front of everybody or whatever. And that was dope, you know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. kind of, like, you know, fumbled it at the beginning of it, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, I mean, he was like, I was nervous, bro. It's my wife and shit. But that was really dope. And one thing that I really love about Native Tongues, a lot of people, I don't know if um, afterwards you were talking to a bunch of people, but everybody kept on saying to me, it's like, yo, this space feels so freeing, like, you walk in and you feel like you have like weights on your on your back or you have chains on you and when you're here then they all go away. This space is so inviting and like um I don't know I I, I feel really good about being able to help create that type of environment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, can you talk real quick. You? I, I agree. Um, Native tongues. If you haven't been before, Native tongues is that you know it's just a free space. You know, I, to call it an open mic would be a discredit. Because, you know, regular open mics, people get up there and say some poetry. It might mm-hmm. be good. It might not. Uh, Native Tongues is more of an experience. It's more of a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, people come up there and sing, rap, break dance. People play beats before. Um, everything except comedy. DJing. Um, yeah, comedy and everything. And we have usually a spotlight artist that goes in front of the feature artists. And they're usually very diverse as far as what you're going to get. This past one, we had Zach Fresh. And Caroline Bennett, um, a rapper and I would say poet, motivational speaker. I was motivated. Right. So what she talk about? Um, you know, just uh injustice. Mm. And um I can't even like for me to try to put it in the words would be a, yeah. a disservice. But that. she really killed it. Um I'll be and, missing native tongues and I'll be I didn't, regretting it immediately. You should regret it because it's definitely a great event, you know. So, but yeah, so Native Tongues is the move every third Tuesday of the month. Um, I had heard um, Caroline perform one time, but I didn't know that she was coming with that. You know what I'm saying? I had no idea, bruh. That was crazy. Like, so many people earlier today, someone was like, Yo, did she record her set? Because I need to experience that again. It kind of reminded me of when Keisha performed, uh, did hers last February. Yes. Mm, that yeah. made me cry. Yeah, no, like, 
the the temperature in the room was just damn. It was crazy or whatever. But I was I don't know. I was just happy that I was able to fit into that lineup and shit. You know, like like yeah. I, I'm I'm glad and. I guess that was, that's one of my New Year's resolutions, too, that I didn't say earlier. It's that I'm going to try, similar to you, um, to go out and perform a little bit more. Um, it, it was big for me because I don't want to make anything that I'm doing right now about me, you know? Like, Orange Soda, for example, you know what I'm That was all, and Burn can attest to this, like, the whole purpose of us doing that was to help raise and elevate like Burns brand and all that type of stuff. Like Native Tongues want that to not just... the whole reason. No, like dead ass. No, that was the whole reason. Like that was dead ass the whole yeah, reason. You know that? Orange Soda was me spending $200 a month to put on a party as like a commercial for people that didn't know that I know how to DJ. Yeah, like dead so ass. I pay for the venue. People come for free, bring their own liquor. So you ain't got no excuse not to come and listen to me DJ for four hours. That was the reason we did it. And I, I told myself, if I spend $200 a month um, to get in front of people, it's, it's going to come back eventually. People book me for other things. Facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, that was know. all according to plan. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> DJ just quit his job. That was all according to plan. But I'm sorry. Let me digress. You, know, like, you ain't tell me to plan. I mean, but if we didn't, I mean, not to nobody. You see what I'm saying? Like, like that's not the point. Isn't to be like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do or whatever. Some watch me do the it. The end product thing. is the point. Exactly, and gotcha. really, like that. When I said before the break that that was one of the lessons I learned about myself in 2018, it's just like I, I did a lot of reflecting. A part of it, a huge part of it, is because my dad died, and um, it was the year anniversary of him dying, and and all that. And um, so, like the first year I spent just like mourning and being sad about it. But then the second year, it's like getting past that and getting to a point of forgiveness, whatever, like just looking at his legacy and, and what all he's done. And so I just did a lot of reflecting on who I was, the type of man I was, like the type of shit that he taught me, yada, yada, yada. And I did a lot looking at my resume. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Like, I, I really did a lot of shit. I've really done a lot of shit already. Like, if I die already, there's a story to tell. And I'm still working. I'm still doing stuff actively. And um That's some wood nearby. I mean, it's life. You know what I mean? It, when it's my time, it's my time. That's real tough. Um Yeah, I guess that is kind of morbid. My bad. A little bit. Huh? I knocked That's on wood. Not. That ain't wood. All right. Pause. I mean, it's 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 symbolic. That's probably not also wood. It's symbolic. All right, so Byrne just wants me to die because I tried to <laughs> knock on wood twice and, and he just kind of Do you believe in fate? I don't know. I don't know. But all right, so that's the point. All right, so like the poem, like for me, bruh, like I feel like like it, it didn't really get to like the meat and potatoes or whatever until like three or four minutes in of the joint, right? And like I, I deliberated when I was writing it. About the poem. Yeah, the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I deliber- deliberated when I was writing it. It's like, maybe I should just go straight to that part or whatever. But I felt like, it, to your question about fate, I felt like it was important to go all the way back, whatever. Like, when I was eight, that really happened to me. Um, one of the bishops from my church, like, he came to me and my mom, and, like, he, like, put hands on my head. He was like, yo, you're going to be a prophet one day. And I didn't even know what the fuck that meant, honestly. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't even know... Like how much stock I put into it, but when I was sixteen, 
the guy who would eventually be my marriage counselor, uh, he was my cousin's like OG, and he said, you know, one day you're going to either lead people to jail or you're going to lead them to the promised land. Like, that's literally what he said. And it's like, is it really up to you? Like, what you want to do? If you're going to be serious about it, if you're going to, like, choose to create, then you're going to choose to create. And if not, then you can be irresponsible or whatever. Then, like, you know what I mean? Shit's just going to go left. What? I thought you said Mecca or the White House. No, Mecca or the Big House. Oh. Yeah. That's very different. Yeah. What's the Big House? Joe. Oh, no. oh, okay. Yeah. And um, Mecca being like the promised land, like, you know, a place of prosperity. I thought you were saying the name of this place that we're in right now. Nah. But also, like, kind of like that stuck with me, like, all these years. And I'm that's the reason why, I was, like, I knew that, no, not the big house, nigga, Mecca. Like, I knew that that's the place I was going to be living at. I was going to call it Mecca, you know what I'm saying? Because whatever. But I don't know. I just, I wanted to tell my whole story, including, like, the downsides or whatever, like, like, talk about me being suicidal before and, like, that's part of the reason why I'm even doing what I'm doing now. It's like a Columbus creative that was just making his own music. Like, that helped to change my life, save my life. You know what I mean? It's like, that means that this shit matters. And who knows, maybe somebody else's work can save somebody else's life. You know what I mean? So, of course, like, I'm going to do everything I can to support that shit. And even in the middle, you was there. You was there when all this shit with Fabby was happening. Both of y'all was there. You was there. <laughs> this nigga <laughs> I, was I was there Yeah you was definitely uh, Jaylon Like you know what I'm saying And um, I mean like That shit hurt me Candidly speaking Because It shouldn't have it, okay. No it did though But I, but I get Because it. of the personal Connection I had to his music I know You see what I'm saying mm-hmm. It's like bruh I talk about your shit I put new people onto the shit Seven years Six years After the shit came out Whatever, still actively, even though you don't have nothing now, I'm still like singing your praises. And you're Telling gonna say people about shit. his music after that happened. I'm saying, still, you know what I mean? And it's like, you're gonna say that what I'm doing isn't like you, you wanna you wanna try and ruin my career or whatever because I left you off of a list? Like, that's just wild to me or was wild to me. And so, like, I know back then it changed my perspective on it. It's like, it's not about being popular, it's not about clout, it's not about any of that type of stuff, what it's about for me is telling the narrative of the story or whatever and, and creating and doing shit that's good enough that people will tell about it even after I'm gone. Like one of my favorite things I've ever written in my entire life is said, don't do it for the love, do it for the legend, do it for the bards. Like like that shit, you guys know what bards are? No. no. Um, Like back in the old days, before they had like internet, obviously like in the 1600s and shit, uh, they would have traveling. So old, old days. Yeah, the super old days. They would have like traveling, um, like storytellers or whatever, and they would like you know share the stories of like the bar. Well, the, they're called bars, and they would like sing the tales of like King Arthur and that type of shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So your battery did. I was trying to think it back on the podcast. Oh uh, my bad. I mean, I, I got charging and stuff. You got charging for this? Yeah. Right here. Oh, this is cool. I got a USB port though. Your uh, computer? I want to charge it. Oh, USBs is out of... Ah, damn, Apple. Damn. I still got mine. <laughs> I got something to say about that, but it's not on task, so never mind. No, that's not good. So, like, it was really... Because when I was getting, talking to Burn, like, issue. beforehand... I mean, not Burn, uh, Jay does, and I was working with him. Uh, I read it for him. I read it for Trip the night before at uh, when we had the meeting, 
And I read to him in the car. I had just finished it. And he was like, all right, bro, message received. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, cool. Trip you know? is so cool. Yeah, and, and Jay Doe's, he was like, bro, like, at first he was trying to cut shit out. I was like, oh, this is the story behind it. This is the reason why I'm including it. I was like, all right, fuck it, bro. This shit's all important. Just keep it. Because, like, I knew it was long. You know, actually, I was going to tell Burn beforehand, like, hey, bro, it's a little bit over five minutes. But I ain't want him to, like, be petty and just buzz me and shit. You know what I'm saying? Fun fact. I don't, be, I don't be doing a timer at native times. <laughs> I just know when something's too long. So I'll be like, cut that shit off. You know what I mean? But it all came. I was. No, I never cut nobody off. No, we do. Yeah, we did. After that guy f- with the brand. The brand? It was an older guy. Uh, man, you ain't been in native tongues in like five months and shit. You gonna tell us what we do there? We, we, we cut somebody off, not this last one, but the, the one before the one. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he definitely played the music. It was a memorable guy. You talking about the guy at the end or whatever that was like, suck my dick, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. Like that you know what I'm talking about, bro. I don't remember he that. He was the last person on the on the open mic list. He said, suck my dick, nigga. I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was either, it was like September-ish. He was mad aggressive. I know exactly what you're talking about. We're that's, talking about the same person. That's wild. Yeah, he suck my dick, nigga. Nah, he was mad aggressive. But, um, Out of nowhere. We don't even know you. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Nah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I just, I don't know. I felt like it was Trick's fault. It's Trick's fault. What did Trick do? I'm, I was trying to figure out why he was going at Trick. Like, what? This, did Trick do something? Yeah, he did. What I was did? drunk on the. Listen, the cruise ship was so lovely. Oh, it was so lovely. We had 15 <laughs> drinks lovely. a day. It was lovely, Burn. Bro, we had 15 drinks a day, and the drinks were strong. Okay, so all last oh, week. Who'd you? Who? What cruise line was this? Carnival. We just got the drink package. Yeah, it's only two fifty. If you ever go on a cruise, I recommend you get the drink package for sure, one hundred percent. But um, yeah, I was like, I gotta get all my. So I was drunk like the entire time I was on vacation when I was on Twitter. Like I was probably drunk or whatever, right? But it was cool. It was a great time or whatever. But that morning. I was talking to Will, and he was talking about how artists in the city don't be going at each other. I'd be like, bruh, I was just tweeting about this shit like two, three weeks ago. And so I sent him a tweet, and he retweeted it. I got on a drunk tweet, uh, rant about it. I was like, yo, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This nigga trip every fucking month, and Native Tongues in the cypher comes up, and he's from Dayton. He comes to Columbus, and he says, I'm the best in the city. How come won't nobody challenge me? Well, he doesn't say that, but he basically says it. And I'm like, how come nobody stepped to him? And I added him. And then he responded. He was like, well, you know what I mean? Niggas in, in my my clique, they be doing it. He tagged Trig and he tagged, uh, I think, Marshawn. Uh, or maybe it was DQG. But he tagged, you know, the people that he's, like, worked with. I was like, yeah, but those are your friends. That's not the same. I'm talking about niggas that you don't know that say that they're the best rappers in the city. How come they don't step to you? And because Trig had been tagged in when uh, he said that, and even Trig was like, wait, hold up, we've never really gone back and forth or whatever, like, let's be clear. But then he was like, all right, that's true, but we got on songs together, blah, blah, blah. Trig said to me, was like, hey, but you should take your own advice. I was like, I'm not following. He was like, bro, me and you both know the smoke that you want, and I ain't seen your muscles twitch not one bit. He was like, you say you're the nicest, but you won't do nothing about it. I said, all right, bro, but you got to understand, like, I'm not really on that type of energy. I'm not a poet. I'm not a rapper. 
I'm not an artist. I'm not marketing myself as an artist. I write for myself. Like, it's therapeutic for me. You know what I mean? Like, I have hella shit just in my notes, just things I'm writing, I'm thinking about or whatever, and it's just for my... But niggas that know me know that I know how to use my words, bruh. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'm just saying, bruh. I, like, I'm just saying. I was like, all right, say less. So we had just docked at Amber Cove, and I got off the boat, and I was on the beach, and I was listening to Everything is Love, and I took a picture. I said, blame Trick, because then I got to writing. That's, Everything is Love brought that out of you? Yeah. Have you listened to Everything is Love lately? Everything is Love. Listen. Everything's not love. No, no, Everything is Love sounds completely fucking different After when what? you're on the motherfucking beach looking at clear blue water and... And palm trees and shit. It it sounds so different. I'm telling you. I'm not sure how you got to what and smoke from beaches and everything is love. No, it's because I mean I, I talked about it in the. I mean, it probably went over my head. Yeah, maybe it. I, 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 <laughs> it did. I, I took a lot of care <laughs> with uh, with how I did this piece, bro. Like I did a lot. There's, I know. I know you did. There's a lot of wordplay in that shit. Like uh, the bars where I'm talking about. Uh, the raw formation and shit. Oh, I knew that part. No, nah, like I used like four different qualifiers to like equate why I'm a raw formation all by myself, right? right and then I down. say four, four times. Break it down, Rad Genius. Listen, like I, I really wanted to go line by line and break it down, but that was like, I don't want Nicki Minaj's shit, but I think I'm going to just go back and like just make a video, you know what I'm saying? Put it on Rap Genius. Yeah, I mean, like there's a difference between tweeting about it and, and like, Breaking it down rap genius style, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But yeah, like talking about that shit, talking about the shit with Fabby, talking about the shit at the fourth coast. You know what I'm saying? Like, bruh. And the shit was crazy. Like I was really proud of that line too. Like the fourth coast, that was that was dope. I fucked with it. Yeah, like, nigga, I was down there and Amber are you familiar with Amber Cove? Like, do you know what that is? No. Yeah, so that was the first land that Christopher Columbus excuse me, Christopher Columbus landed on, um, in like the world well, in the uh this hemisphere. And when he got there, obviously, you know, I mean, he colonized it and all that type of shit. I was like, how ironic is it for me to be like such an advocate for Columbus and to be at the place that Christopher Columbus landed at? You know what I'm saying? But instead of like bringing depth in and chaos and animosity, instead I'm bringing like love and all that. Because like even on the boat, like when we got off the boat, everybody knew about Columbus. Like dead ass. I'm not even exaggerating or whatever. It's like, oh, ain't you the Columbus nigga or whatever? It's like that's everywhere I go. And these niggas that was on flypaper. Once upon a time, whatever that could have been a part of the the team, whatever could have been a part of of changing the city, changing the culture, and all that. But instead, they got in their own fucking way and wanted to break off. First, they try to sabotage it. And I mean, overthrow a nigga that failed. So they break off and they go and try and do their own thing, trying to recruit niggas off of my team and go do their own thing. It's a one year anniversary this month. A lot of people don't even know that. Like I had people hit me up after. It's like one, what is four, fourth coast? Two. Well, why you say happy anniversary? I'm like, nigga, they, January 2018. That's when they like started their little social media push or whatever. I tried to go back and find the actual, the first thing that they said, because somebody sent it to me. It was like, yo, if you want a media company that actually supports the artists in Columbus and actually like pushes their agenda and all that type of shit, then just wait. We got something for you. But I don't know. I don't know, Burn. Like, maybe it takes a little bit longer than a year to build a brand. So my question is, uh, how many times are you going to read this? I, I don't know. Well... That's another thing. Um, when I some of the bars I took out, like I wanted to, when I first read it, I wanted to have it like completely memorized because I was like, it's not enough for me to be able to 
just perform it, well, just to read it off of it or whatever. Like, I wanted it to be something that everybody heard. And even, like, when you say my voice got kind of shaky, like, I was, I didn't feel like I was shaky. I felt like I was, I was just getting into it or whatever. But even beyond that, I didn't want to read it and people not hear what I was saying. So, like, I was very slow and deliberate, like, when I went to, like, let me try and make sure that every single word gets, and I even got fucked up a little bit in the middle. But I was like, let me make sure that I uh, get it out. I want to memorize it so that I can perform it, but it, it was therapeutic and shit. It wasn't really about like introducing myself as an artist, but I do in the future want to keep on like reading poetry and, and reading my pieces and all that. So um, I don't know how many times I'm gonna perform this piece. Like, I mean, you think I should? Like, what would the point of it be? No, I, I, I've heard my point. Like, well, it's one of performing more than once. Yeah, it's kind of like you know what I mean. I say what I had to say, right? And like, I didn't lie about any of it. Like, all of it was true. Like, maybe I'll perform it one time, one more time after I uh, get it mastered or whatever, and I can be theatric with it. You know, but even that, I don't think that I'll do it, like, at an open mic. I think I would more so do it when I'm, um, like, just, like, record a video for it. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. But I'm going to be doing more shit this year, like, yeah. The ultimate, the ultimate message was just that, like much like you, you're not like the rest of the DJs and stuff in Columbus. Last well, year, and I'm not a fucking promoter. That's also I'm, true. I'm not a fucking promoter. I, I'm much more than a promoter. I I do way more than promote fucking parties respectfully to anybody that is a promoter because I have a lot of respect for them. Just because we're like you, you're in my age bracket or we're in the same field or whatever. It's like I have literally at least minimum a decade worth of resume that I put in. And I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but because I do have to say that, like, if I ever had to repeat that, then I'm going to make it a spectacle. It's not going to be just a, hey, man, maybe you should relax or some shit like that, you know? Yeah, I guess. And that's just how I am with it. I digress. It was fun. It was fun. Well, you made your points. So. Yeah. Hey, and... <laughs> What I thought was really dope, Trip came up after and he called Trig up and everything. And that nigga Trig got on the mic and he showed niggas why he's like a real fucking rapper. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he snapped. Yeah, that nigga, he's really nice. He was like, I bet not nobody ever come up and say my name all aggressive like that again. <laughs> we uh it's unfortunate we're out growing in space. Yeah, man. We, it is. We need a hundred seats now. Yeah. For the culture. That's facts. It'll be facts. You know what I mean? Some people know what to do with their years. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, Brad, our one-year anniversaries, man. <sighs> you know, we are... Are you even still doing Fourth Coast? You know, that's a good no. question. That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was going to say that... Uh, are we supposed know. to ignore the shit that never happened, bro? That's all I want to know. My bad. Go ahead. Nobody. I was going to say that, you know, no. imitation is a... What is the saying? The greatest form of flattery. Yeah, and so a lot of open mics came after us. And, Thanks. And 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 they're not around no more. So we don't keep we don't keep, we don't keep it pushing. You know, even more than that, bro. A lot of people have come through and said, "I'm going to change the culture." A lot of people have said that. Still waiting. They're <laughs> not waiting for us, bro. Even just orange soda, like you take orange soda on his head. You know what I'm saying, like. We've completely... Well, I'm not going to go that far. 
but you know what I want to say. You know, there's a. Y'all done. Y'all done some shit. That's some important shit. I, and I see parties pop up that are similar or try to have like a little niche or. You I've know. never heard of them. That's because they only, they only do like a hundred people. Facts. You don't don't facts your own shit. We doing seven hundred facts. <laughs> Big facts. All facts, not one opinion. Um, no but yeah, printer. so more importantly, I would like to uh, say that Native Tongues is uh, a great event. It's, it's definitely worth more than $10, so you should come out while it's still $10. Um, this is self-promotion? Yeah, that's all we do here. Well, what you going to do? <laughs> orange soda, orange soda, February Native 1st. Native Tongues is a great event. Okay. Tell them what Orange Soda is. Uh, orange Soda is the premier R&B and hip-hop 2000s party. Y'all got to figure when is it? Though. She's had some Rossi. It's every first Friday. She thinks. When is it next? <laughs> February 1st. Thank you. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> you know, theorangesoda.com. Burns doing a mostly R&B set. Mm. I'm excited. You know what's really dope about it too, bro? Is that we didn't just build our own platforms and like pat ourselves on the back. I mean, I'd be patting ourselves on the back, but we didn't just do that. Like, nigga, every orange soda now, I'm bringing in other DJs and stuff, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're sharing our platform. It's not just about us. It's like, like truly and genuinely doing it for the city, for the culture. You know what I mean? We put people on, and we got at least three more ideas in the tuck that's going to just build a platform for DJs. Bruh, not just DJs, just for Columbus. Like, effects. in general, bruh, like, people... This is a. I really want you to think about this <laughs> shit, bro. Finish the sentence, nigga. No, no, bro. I need you to really think about this shit, bro. People are traveling to Columbus to party. You know what I mean? No, like, like that shit's not wild to you. I mean, they kind of used to do it with OSU football games, but I, I got you. That's so, so we're on the same level as OSU football games. Yeah, that's not the facts. Same. Facts. We're on the same. Way, you know? I can say facts. You can't say facts. Nicole's had. <laughs> A glass or two of wine, you know what I mean? Y'all got to forget. So, so we bring them out like, oh, it's your football. Yep. Cool. I'm Braxton Miller, then I guess. <laughs> Facts. I guess. Um, what else we want to talk about? Now you Zeke. Y'all watch the um, R. Kelly doc? Nope. I did. Why didn't you're not about to do this podcast? Chewing that footage, are you? No. Okay. I'm, you say what else y'all want to talk? I'm trying to transition. Okay. I, nigga, I'm trying to... You, you're literally in the middle of chewing right now. What I'm you talking about? I'm to you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Malcolm. <laughs> so, no, I didn't watch the R. Kelly document, documentary. Why not? Um, because... You say... I'm sorry. The, because the, the, the nigga's guilty. Um, watching that was just going to make me upset more. Um, I, didn't know, I didn't need to know any details. He's guilty. And he's not um, apologetic about it. And he's a repeat offender. Somebody uh, tweeted earlier, who all have you canceled and why? And I, and I wrote out, R. Kelly, Mystical, and Bill Cosby. And it's all because they repeat offenders and they're not apologetic about it. If they were apologetic? Um, they had to be not repeat offenders and apologetic about it. I respect it. So there's no redemption? You can, I mean, you can't make a mistake twice. That's on you. But like, if you if you were a repeat like offender before, and then you discovered that your fucking up was like fucking up. You, know you what don't I mean? discover. I mean, ain't no redemption point. with me, but I mean, 
I'm just one person. You'll you be all right. Like, what about Malcolm X? You know what I mean? Like, he was a repeat offender, like, criminal. Maybe not a rapist or a pedophile, but he was a criminal, right? What was the other factor? Repeat offender and... And apologetic. Unapologetic. Yeah, but Malcolm X made pitness. Like, it's like, I'm actively dedicating my life towards righting my wrongs and making the society a better place. So I would say Malcolm X did a little bit more than just apologizing, so that's a different case than what I'm talking about here. Okay, so, yeah, that's how I feel. Like, if you're... Even if you're a repeat offender... If you truly have like a coming to Jesus moment or or whatever, and now you dedicated your life towards repentance and stuff, then that's different for me. Like Chris Brown, for example, he's apologized and he's a repeat offender, but I don't really feel like he's unapo- he's apologetic about excuse me what he's done. I don't feel like he's an advocate for domestic violence like victims. I don't think that he's really like done anything to try and curb the um, societal ill, if you will. And I feel like if he did, then I wouldn't have no problem going back to him and being like, all right, this is somebody I could support again because he's clearly a different person. He's had to change of heart and he has to change of behavior, you know? He's had more than one uh, case of uh, domestic violence? Yeah, more than one incident of it, yeah. And Karuchi. And Karuchi, um, Rihanna, obviously, and the girl after Karuchi, too. Oh, really? Who's that from the pictures? It wasn't, it was like harassment, just general mistreatment of women. Because oh. I saw pictures of him, like, low-key choking again. You know, one of these days, we got we to talk about how um, um, we don't talk, oh my goodness, a bunch of spiders. <laughs> I was on Facebook, I'm sorry. We got to talk about how uh, uh, mental abuse is not um, is not come down on as hard as physical abuse. Yeah, facts, 100%. Because I know a lot of men that, like... Don't, don't physically abuse women, but they mentally abuse them and manipulate them and think shit's sweet. So. Bruh, like, that's that's serious to me, personally. Like, and I know I can be honest and candid about it or whatever. Like, in the past, I've had more than one ex be like, oh, like, I felt like you were manipulating me. Or I felt like you were, like, uh, like not never been accused of, like, mentally abusing, but just, like, they say... Uh, one thing, Andrea specifically, she says, it's like, your eyes, like, what am I supposed to say to your eyes or whatever? And you use that, and then you get your way. I'm like, bro, what am I supposed to do about that? It's my eyes. Like, I'm just, like, looking and shit. You know what I mean? I was born this way. But even still with that, like, if I feel like it's something that people have said to me, all right, well, I need to do something about it myself to make sure that I'm not doing that anymore. Because I hate slavery. I hate the idea of, like, no, that's real talk though. Like, and I, I hate the idea. Of, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> of me like mistreating or um, maligning somebody. I did watch the whole R. Kelly documentary, and like I knew that he, you know, had the the um, pedophile pedophile like charges and stuff against him. But what the doc did for me was it exposed like a whole culture of abuse of these underage girls, these of age girls, these older girls, like, all the above. And it really made me, like, well, one, I was glad about the different conversations and stuff that it started. Um, Like, just hearing other men talk about how their view on sexual assault, rape culture in general, on, like, misogyny in general has 
like evolved um, based off of them, like talking to the women and stuff in their lives. And like even on the Joe Budden podcast, my mom was like, yo, I've talked to a lot of girls. I had no idea that they've had like sexual assault or whatever and they passed. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and like I think, not that it's beautiful because it's not beautiful, but I think that it's beautiful that society as a whole is changing. And then also like- It's freeing. Yeah, exactly. It's taking a lot of taboo off of conversations that we need to have. And uh, one thing I, I really like um, has been how people have said that we didn't really do a good enough job of protecting black women in general. And, uh, you know, Chance Rapper, he was like, yo, like, I realized in retrospect that I didn't believe the stories because it, it was black women that were saying it and, like, kind of belittling it, like, saying, like, all right, whatever, like, it's not real. And that made me even look at my life. It's like, all right, the things I'm a part of, do I have, and it goes beyond abuse. It's like, do I have black women involved with the things that I'm like a part of? Like, am I intentional about making sure that the spaces that I, I curate are safe for black women? Do do I um, speak up every time like I hear like some bullshit or whatever? Like, am I even interacting with like women the way that I need to be? And all that type of stuff, and like that's just led to a lot of conversations and making sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, even on my own. You know what I mean? So that was like the side effect of the R. Kelly tape, in my opinion. Well, not tape, doc, the documentary. Um, that was a little bit beyond the just the, the thought that he's a pedophile or whatever. It's like, well, what are what are we really doing? Like in our own worlds, in our own communities. You know, like in ten years, we're we gonna look back and say I didn't do enough. And I I don't want to look back and say I didn't do enough. I'm going to change it now. That was real ballsy of Chance. Just say, like... I'm going to admit it. Like, there was bias there. Like, Chance is so good. <laughs> That's a good man right there. I guess so. Um, I agree with you, though. Um, that documentary exposed a lot of... Uh, you were saying, I guess so, about Chance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, like, I, I knew because I saw you, but... Like people listening. <laughs> I mean, it's, if you have any Off thoughts topic. on what I said, please add me on Twitter and we can talk about it. Um, but yeah, I agree that the documentary shed a lot of light on um, how sexual assault is something that runs rampant in our community and we just turn a blind eye to it or we're just so normalized or desensitized to it or even on the lowest level of manipulation that um, we, we really need to take... Um, Take a step back and look at the way we do things. Um, you know, it used to be common practice to uh, uh, in college to get girls drunk to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's still low key in the clubs. People would likely buy you a drink so I can loosen you up. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's the the the, the earliest or one of the smaller forms of uh, sexual assault. So you just gotta, you know, just don't be a creep. Don't do anything to women that you won't wouldn't want one done to your daughter. Because, um, you know, it's somebody's daughter at the end of the day. A lot of it, too, it's like there's been a lot of things that have entered the conversation that people just legitimately don't know are wrong. Like, I had to hit up a homie of mine earlier today because um, I was listening to some old music of his. I was like, hey, bro, <laughs> we got to talk about this shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, I said that earlier um, about a different subject, and I don't know if I got the response I wanted because... Like, for example, you know, back uh, during slavery times, could you 
actually be upset with people that didn't know that what, that what was going on was wrong because it was so widely practiced. Um, just like um, like kids that grew up in the South under racist-ass parents, like if that's all they know, could you be mad at them because they don't know any better? So eventually, though, my response on that would be, you know, you turn 18, you go to college, you go, you go, you're around different people, you got to absorb some other perspectives. But that's the reason why I asked you, it's like at what point, like, can you forgive somebody? Like, say, for example, somebody grew up racist, and they, that's the only lifestyle that they knew, but as soon as they realized that they were racist, they committed their life to changing the way that they interacted with, you know, black people, for Well, example. being racist and sexually assaulting somebody is a specific act and a lifestyle. So if you specifically act on something, you're not apologetic about it, you specifically do it again, then I, I, I find it kind of hard to believe that you, you, after the second time, you're like, you know what? This is wrong. Well, like, bro, I can say, again, like, speaking from experience or whatever, like, the getting a girl drunk or whatever because you were trying to, like, sleep with them and stuff, I can't recall how many times, whatever, Andre came over, like, back when we first started dating, and it was like, all right, yeah, let's drink some wine or whatever because then, like, maybe, like, you'll relax and you'll stop being so, like, apprehensive and everything. I'm just, like, you're nervous, all that type of shit. And... Like, looking at it in retrospect or whatever, I mean, granted, like, we both did care about each other, all that type of stuff or whatever. But back then, like, I didn't think twice about it. Like, if I heard myself say that type of shit, like, oh, yeah, like, we about to do this tonight. Or it's like, oh, let me make sure you buy her favorite glass of wine and all that. I'm like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that shit's not cool. But it was, like, so a part of the culture. But because now I know that it is... It's like, there's nothing I can do to go back and, like, change, like, the way that I thought back then. But what I can do is to actively, like, work to combat it in today's times and shit. You see what I mean? And to acknowledge, one, not trying to sweep it under the rug, like, oh, I'm just perfect or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, like, I actively, like, participated in toxic masculine culture and shit. You know what I'm saying? I actively, like... Whether it be from, like, me just doing stuff or being around other people and, like, they was, like, say certain stuff and me not checking it. It's, to me, I, I keep on making a correlation to racism or whatever because I, I think that that's a little bit easier. It's more morally, like, taboo. If you're white and Nicole's white and Nicole's out here saying nigger, 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 and all this type of stuff and... I hate blackies, and oh, you might string them up, and you aren't really saying nothing to it, or whatever. It's like, even if you don't believe that yourself, you not speaking out against it, that is just as bad. And I feel like that's kind of where I'm at right now, where there's men that be around me that be saying shit, and it's like, oh, it's just guys being guys. It's like, but no, it's just not right. And it's something that needs to be, like, talked about, needs to be discussed, and, and like, minds and hearts need to change and shit, because... R. Kelly is the worst of the worst, in my opinion. Like, he is a serial uh, predator, if you will. But the environment that allows for an R. Kelly to be created is created by those micro-interactions that happen on the day-to-day basis where it's like, oh, it's just guys being guys or whatever. Like, yeah, he's the extreme version of it, but it's still not right. It's like um, when... The story came out about Dylan Roof, where all his friends were like, 
Oh, uh, he said kind of like racist jokes, but we just laughed at it and we yeah. went along with it. Like, this man killed eight black people. Exactly. If you would have said something, like not putting it on them because they didn't kill people, but. Right. Yeah, like, you didn't kill people, but you did allow for an environment for that to matriculate and shit. And you never checked it either. Right. So there's a. Um, he had a black friend that never checked it. There's a guy I know that was uh, accused of uh, domestic violence in um, the. Uh, nothing ever came of it, basically. I still don't fuck with that dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be saying too, like, nah, I don't fuck with you, bro. It's just. Uh, like, she might not have a problem with it, but I got all the problems with it. That's what I feel. I know somebody in Columbus right now. He was, um, he went to trial and everything, but the case was dismissed because there wasn't enough evidence for it. Yeah, that's cool, man. The court said there wasn't enough evidence, but nigga, I was told what happened and everything, and it was corroborated from a reliable source. Like, I know what the fuck happened and shit. Now, that, I mean, I guess it's a case by case basis because. With that same sentiment, I can say something about you that's 1,000% not true. She can corroborate it. And now Josh is like, oh, Malcolm's a creep because I got it from two reliable sources. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, it's hard to judge, especially like sometimes I leave it up to the court because, you know, there are people that are paid to actually investigate and do these things when all I know is what somebody said and what somebody else heard, what somebody else say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some cases where I'm like, nah, nigga, I was there. Well, the guy that I'm thinking about, it was like, there's other instances where it's like, you give a side eye, it's like, I don't know, that's kind of like, bro, what are you doing? What type of energy is yours? So then when the allegation came out, it's like, oh, this is riding your fucking vein, bro, and you crossed the line. Like, I can't fuck with you no more. I mean. But then again, like, you saying if me and you both said something about Malcolm and Josh were to hear about it, like. Josh knows our relationship to Malcolm, so he knows that we wouldn't, like, make up some bullshit. I mean, I mean, you never know. Like, Malcolm could have did us dirty. It's all hypothetical. But I'm just saying, like... Malcolm pe- did us dirty. People don't need a, people don't need a reason to lie. Like you, like, you don't never have to justify a lie. Like, people lie because they want to lie. That's true. So I'm like, and that's why I have the most, the ultimate disrespect for anybody that lies about these type of allegations and shit, bro. Yeah, like, man. like you're you're fucking up and shit for everybody because mm-hmm. it delegitimizes real victim stories. Mm-hmm. But on that same note, I think it's like less than one percent of allegations are are like lies or whatever. I want to know how those numbers come out. Yeah, me yeah too. that's a good that's a good question. That's a fair. Like, question. I'm I'm sure it's like small, but. And listen, I'm gonna put you on the spot, Nicole. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. Don't. You like drunk sex? Depends on who with. So if I told you that, oh well, you know you're complicit in sexual assault because you know nobody can I give have consent. Drunk sex. Yeah. Facts. It's so, hard, bro. And like that's it could be like those are the type of things that we need to talk about in society, though. Like. Like maybe as a society we need to stop like having drunk sex. I got deja vu. Nobody's going we to talked about this before. Yeah. But that's the thing, it's like low key we need to keep on talking about it. You know, like we've talked about racism and shit before. It's messages that need to keep on being reinforced from multiple people so that niggas know that it's just not tolerable and acceptable. You like drunk sex? 
I prefer it when I'm with a partner of mine that we're already like in agreement that we're gonna have uh, But no. you know you have to have agreement in the moment. No, I'm saying have agreement before Previous. we get drunk. Like so you're say, saying like me and Nicole sitting here, I'm like, before we start drinking, we're gonna have sex later, right? Right. No, 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 no like drinking. they're no. together. It's like a hey, let's get drunk and have sex type thing. That's a bit too much what I said. Like okay. it's a mutual okay. thing. Because you can tell when it's not mutual. When the girl. Oh is no no! I'm not. I'm not trying to excuse guy. those people. Like, bro, I don't have drunk sex with uh, strangers. Or first time, like first time we have sex. As a policy, I try not to let that be it. I'm just it saying, like, like first time either though. I'm just saying, you like, know you know, it don't need to be the first time though. No, for I'm it to saying be like the first sketch. time that we have sex. Like, I don't want it to be because we're drunk. You see what I mean? Okay. That's reason, like, I can't think of many one night stands I've had. Did you know in some state a wife can't refuse her husband's sex? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's, it's like multiple. Tennessee I think or something. Yeah, it was a lot of states. It's more, actually, that's wild to me. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna just listen. That only just changed like in the 80s or 90s, I think. But like, like that again, it goes back to for having, most like, states. Just, like men having the conversations about how you view like your partners and shit. Like, like why do you even view your wife as just somebody you can have sex with whenever you want to? And that's the institution it was founded on. Right, and that's part of the reason why, like, I'm so happy to be in this open relationship that I'm in, because, like, everything that we do is like. <laughs> why you made that face? What face you made? No. You made the same. You made the same face I made up here. Like, <laughs> all right, Malcolm, you're in an open uh-huh. relationship, bro. It was a little <laughs> bit of a. We know it. <laughs> it was a little bit of what? Stretch. How? You didn't even know what I was about to say. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It just it didn't see it no didn't more. seem like a. <laughs> A, a singular situation that... No, you don't even know what I was about to say. Like, okay, go ahead. The reason why like I'm so happy to be in, in this open relationship mm-hmm. is because like I know that when I have sex with her, it's because she wants to have sex with me, one. And two, like at any given point, because everything is about choice, like whether or not we go to eat, go have dinner, whether or not we even talk like over the course of a day or whatever, it's like... It's all an opt-in type of choice or whatever. And that goes to sex, too. Like, I, I never am going to feel, obli- well, not obligated, entitled to her having sex with me. Because every time we have sex, it's like, it's a choice. It's a, it's a vocal choice. Like, I ask her for consent every single time. So you're saying that if you were in a not open relationship, not, it wouldn't be a choice? No, it's not, not that. necessarily. Like, she said, that's the institution it's, it's, that was built on. It's like, no, like, going back and rewriting the rules on relationships or whatever. It's like, everything... It, we should never have entitlement to our partner and stuff, in my opinion. And her to me neither. Like, mm-hmm. and like you shouldn't feel like you can come and have sex with me whenever you want to just because you're horny. You see what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like my feelings on the matter whether or not we engage in this, in this type of way is also important. And I, I think that fundamentally as a society, like those rules are broken and we need to change them. Like, just in behavior. Like, if it's not law, just behavior, the way we interact with each other, it should change. So that's what I was trying to say. I agree. I um, I think the reason I made that reaction is because I, th- at first, before I even heard the explanation, it kind of sounded like this was the only way that that would happen. No. Nah. But that's not true at all. Like, right. you can achieve that in any relationship. Yeah, 100%. But most monogamous one partner with one partner relationships are very much 
obligation. Yeah, like it's like I can't have sex with nobody else, or this is my partner, and like part of my duties is to provide them sex. Right. Whatever, blah blah. I feel like that. That's and maybe wrong. not a hundred percent, but like consciously. Yeah, exactly. It's like I have I to you. do this for them, and I think that that's really wrong. And I, I don't know. I don't know how radical that idea is, that thought is, or whatever. But I mean, there's some pretty unradical thoughts going on around here. What do you mean? Niggas still holding on to bullshit. So niggas is nigging. Like trying to say. R. Kelly. Yeah, that's facts. Like R. People, Kelly ain't made a hot song in twenty years. But listen, the hot songs that he made, <laughs> he made "You Are Not Alone." Did you know that? <sighs> he ruined it. Yeah. No. Listen. And I, I heard the story. Okay. He well, ruined it for the podcast. "You Are Not Alone" was about the teenage girl that he got they pregnant saw that had a miscarriage, and now he can't like. Well, he he made that song for like you are not alone. It's about the teenage girl that he got. I'm sure Michael added some ad libs that weren't already in there, so it's fine. Is it? <laughs> no, it's not. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> well, it it wasn't about children. Listen, it man. was. It literally was. It was about the child of this girl that he was abusing. Yeah, that's listen, man. He was talking to her, the survivor. I mean, the child was innocent though. No, the survivor. He's talking to the survivor. You are not alone. Like that's that shit's wrong. I bro. mean. If somebody come to, I'm about, I'm about to make a stretch. If somebody comes to, if somebody makes child pornography and they make a lot of money off that, they pay use that money to pay and get an orange soda and buy a drink and you don't know about it. Is it wrong? Yes. Or are you not gonna take the money? Habitat for me. You don't know. After but make after a wish I find foundation. out though, yeah, that's like, hey, bro, you can't come no more. So do, do you think Michael Jackson do that? No, that's what we don't know. No, but I'm just saying I can't listen to the song. Anymore. Oh yeah, of course not. Yeah, and well, I, I take some privilege in know well some solace in knowing that he doesn't have any publishing or whatever. So like even if you go stream his shit, where is then, this list of songs that R. Kelly doesn't actually have publishing on? No, none of them. I've all I, none of them. I've only seen me on Instagram, so I don't know which ones is true. Why? I looked it up. He signed away his publisher because he can't read. Yeah, because he can't read. <laughs> Like literally though, <laughs> that's the reason why he's still touring. He's still touring. Do you have your shots? <laughs> Would you like to come to America? That nigga's a creep. That nigga's gross, bro. That nigga's fucking gross. But hey, um, there's a lot of gross niggas that's going around too. Like, like really there's a lot of like, gross niggas in Columbus. Like, if we're keeping it true above, colors, like there's a name lot names. Of, uh, Playground. I, no, I'm not. I'm not. Saying I'm afraid to say names, yeah. I just don't know any corroborated stories or whatever enough for me to like be able to speak on. It. I know, be honest, even the guy I was talking about earlier, like he, like technically, was found innocent or whatever by innocent allegations. But I know to you, he's not innocent. Yeah, to me, so, but I think that would be irresponsible of me. And this is only after talking to people that have had um, false accusations thrown at them. Whatever I want to, and if I'm wrong, please let me know that I'm wrong. Like on, like if you hear this and you think that I'm dead wrong, then let me know because I'm open to it. But I feel like it would be irresponsible of me to put their name out and not have any proof on it beyond the hearsay. I trust the people that told me about it, but like you don't even know. That's why you just use the word allegedly because you don't know. You may have classified him as whatever, but but he's not been classified by that by the you state. Can't, you can't take away that. Like you can't unring that bell. Like if somebody called me an alleged rapist, whatever, like there would never be, even if I'm like if I come with evidence that I'm not, like from from now off. on my name is stained. I mean, but by the allegation, you already got that made up in your mind, though. 
Huh? You already got it made up in your mind. Yeah, I get it. I'm, maybe maybe that's a good point. Yeah, I'm saying if somebody. I'm, asked, I'm just trying to be responsible about if it. If somebody else asked you off the podcast, would you say allegedly? Or would you say this is what I heard? Yeah, no. This is what off I the podcast, I would say the name and I would say it's an alleged. I don't have any proof of it. I can't believe, ring that bell. Huh? I know, but I'm saying like if it was somebody that I was like, let's say that Nicole was trying to talk to him or whatever. Matter of fact, this literally happened that's last different. night. different. Like I was talking to her. I said, look. Let me first say he was uh, the the case was dropped in court, so he's not convicted. Um, there's not enough proof to convict him and everything like that. But on that same note, I need you to know that this is the allegation that was made towards him. That's different. How is it different? Because, well, for one, we not about to fuck this guy. Two, I mean, you might. Burn won't. He doesn't like men. You do, I think. Okay, it's different when. <laughs> Are clearing for Wait, us. hey, that wasn't no diss. It's extreme. It's extraneous circumstances because I feel like right now this is this has the power to influence a lot of people that do not have all of the facts, exactly. and nobody's life is in jeopardy. Nobody's person is in jeopardy. I feel like in that circumstance, with somebody like interested in that person, what they need to know is kind of immediate. Yeah, but I mean, even that's different. What if somebody that's listening to the podcast is thinking about talking to him? Like, you should definitely say something. No, but I'm saying I don't know him. Like it's just somebody listening to the podcast. So, so like if that's your reasoning for it, I don't know if I am making the right decision. But you don't know if they listen to the podcast. You making no, assumptions at that point. Yeah, but that's my point though. Like you're, like you're saying, oh okay, I get what you're saying. All right, that's a good point. I don't know. I'm gonna ask Twitter. I'm gonna ask Twitter. And also. In that circumstance, you would be acting as a friend. Right now, you're acting as a semi-public figure. Now, nigga, put some respect on my name, bro. Don't make me fucking come out of retirement again. You know? Oh, shit. I did it again. <laughs> Why are you going? I know a bird singing. All right. Well, was... anyways. Speaking of... Uh, what did you Not just no say? semi-public figure, though. Nigga. Columbus public figure. <laughs> I didn't intentionally do that. I swear to God, I did it. Speaking of assumptions... I wanna Ooh, that'd be a good t-shirt. What? Columbus public figure. Ooh. Ooh, that shit's hard. I swear to God, if any of y'all get that shit made before me, I'm a punch in your face. I mean, if you don't take three three months to make it. And how long will it take me to make the Twitter personality shirt? All right, we'll see how long this club will figure come out. Yeah, we're gonna see. If you ain't got it in a week, I'm calling uh Bush on you. The fuck? I get half the royalties. You got me fucked up. Damn! Look, 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 look. I'm making it first. Fuck that. This nigga over here. Uh, Elvis Presley and ideas. No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> speaking of assumptions, I want to go to a segment that I like to call. <laughs> um, it must be me. <laughs> this shit funny. This. So I'm listen, ready. man. I've been uh, single for a long time. Um, or two and a half years, actually. Um, and you know, every once in a while, I like to go out on a limb and you know, be direct because you know, that's, that's what women like. Women like direct, uh, direct, aggressive, um, propositions of dates and whatnot, you know, what have you. All of them, that's what I'm learning. So, this segment is going to be a s- random stories of my trials and tribulations, which which end up having me believe that it just must be me. So, <laughs> um, at first, I thought, like, I hope this person doesn't listen to the podcast, but then I thought, like, if you do, 
I don't really care. You already said no. So, um, so yeah. So this, I, I, you know, as I normally do, I follow a lot of people on Instagram because I like looking at people's lives and I'll comment randomly. Sometimes people talk back. Sometimes people don't. And that's how you get to know people. So there's one young lady. I was getting getting to know her, and um, you know, I was telling about native tongues, and you know, she said she's into poetry or whatever. I'm like, all right, we'll come through native tongues. So she came through. Um, said she had a good time, but. It wasn't really her speed. I'm like, okay. And so while we were there, though, she was like, oh, man, I'm mad. I, you had me pay 10 bucks. Like, you couldn't give me, let me slide. And usually, there's a, we all have at least one person we can just, you know, put on our list or whatever. Uh, but I never use it because nobody ever, like, people just come out and support, and I appreciate the money. So I was like, dang, I forgot I could have put you on the list. My bad. So after the event, uh, the next day, I was like, I really appreciate you coming out. Um, and I'm sorry you had to pay, but, uh, you know, you should let me take you out to, uh, to lunch as a, you know, as like a makeup. She's like, oh, I'm not really worried about $10. And I was like, no, I'm like, I was using it as an excuse to take you out somewhere. And she didn't reply at all. She didn't reply to this day. Oh, no. This was months ago. Oh, no. And I'm like, bitch, you ugly anyway. No. <laughs> no, uh, what I really thought was, damn, it must be me. You know what I mean? Like, I thought, you know, we have we converse, we talk about life and what well, not what have you. And I like people that actually know how to hold conversations, which is rare. I know a lot of men don't, but women are some women are in the same boat. Like they don't know how to talk about anything that's not on social media. And so I was like, it might be cool to go have coffee or lunch or something. But she didn't even reply. She didn't have the audacity to say, nah, I'm good. She just like that's so rude. I know. So it must hey, be, if you're listening to this, fuck you be for me. being rude, man. Nah, because you said fuck you to my nigga, and that's not nice. Nah, I'm good as better than not yes, replying. Absolutely. Or something like, oh, I'm not interested. I appreciate your offer. Say something. Now I understand, bro. Humble me, please. I understand that women don't do that because men don't know how to take no for an answer. I'm not these regular regular dudes out here. Though. Hey, no. If you say hold- if you say no, I'm never going to ask you again. Hey, hold them. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was taught that nobody deserves your reply. What? That's just no. That's 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 if you're having regular conversations and like you're right. Like, 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 I randomly DM'd you like, "What's up, girl?" You ain't gonna reply to that dude. But I'm like, we talking back and forth, and you just dead the conversation because you don't want to say no. Yeah, it's that's like rude. so. Either you were faking respect before we're having conversations and stuff, or you're. I, no. I do agree though that if, if somebody complimented you on a picture or something, you ain't gotta say thank you. You ain't gotta smile. Anything. You ain't gotta do none of that stuff that men want you to do. But if we're having a conversation and you stop right in the middle, that's rude. And it must be me. So tune in next week to hear the next story. I mean, that's, I, mean I understand it's rude, but <laughs> that's kind of like on the same page of saying, "Hey, do you want paper or plastic?" And you're not you saying anything. It's just not saying that. Well, I don't owe you a response. Okay, that's different. Is it? Yes. How? Let me ask you this: If somebody says, um, if "Somebody holds the door before you," do you are you supposed? Are do you deserve deserve to say thank you to them? I didn't ask you to open the door. Yeah, exactly. I never oh, say okay. thank you. <laughs> I think it's wild. I never. I don't. But I said I don't say thank you on purpose. Those are the ones where I I, I jam the door back. I just like bow, or I'll let it go. Like whoops. Now I'd be wondering, like, did you ask me to be rude? I meant to. Excuse me. Did you open the door just so that you could get a thank you, or did you do it because you wanted to hold it up before? <laughs> Who does that? Well, okay, that's probably people. That's so. 
Thank you. Thank you. Like, nigga, like, relax, bro. I would think that I, I had earpods in. I talk loud. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Man, listen, if you got headphones in, I, when I walk out of the gym, I say, have a good day because I, I have no idea whether they're going to say bye to me or not, whether they see my headphones or not. But just in case they are, I'm saying, all right, see you later. I'm, they might think I'm talking to myself. But I just got a problem with people doing stuff because they expect a response. Or maybe he's doing it because they're being kind. That's probably more, if more often. If you're being kind, then it doesn't matter what I say back. You're just doing it because you want to be nice. That's right. true. So when, I say, when I say thank you, it's because I don't want you to feel bad. It's not doing anything for me. You're not thankful? No, no I could open the door myself. I could open it by myself. I I'm able-bodied. I don't like people doing shit for me. This is toxic humanity right here. <laughs> toxic humanity. <laughs> no, toxic humanity? Hey, that's, that's the name of that episode, bro. Toxic humanity. No, that's the one. That's the one. Write it down. Oh, my God. <laughs> for 2019, I want everybody to do two things. One, stop and think what the other person's thinking. And two, ask yourself if being a better, better person is going to kill you. This is the last thing I want to say because that just made me think about something. When I was on the cruise ship, I realized something about myself. I'm very, 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 very fucking selfish, but in the most unselfish what? type of way. Wait, hold on. Why you say that? Now I'll explain that. Let me hear your explanation because in, in, in an unselfish way is what threw me off. Yeah, like I think about myself or whatever. Like I think about what I care about, what I'm passionate about. But on, in that same note of me being selfish and thinking about me, like realizing I can only control myself, like intrinsically, me doing stuff for myself, I know is actually for the greater good of other people because like my whole life is about serving other people and spreading love as much as possible. So me building myself is really building a character that's going to do more for other people. You see what I mean? So you're doing it for personal gain? No, it's not for personal gain. It's just I don't... I, I can't worry about what Nicole is doing over there because I can't control Nicole and I hate slavery. I can only control myself and 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 do what I feel like is right or whatever. But I know what I feel is right is for other people. All so right. I'm, I'm gonna try to box you in. You ready? Yeah. Can you control Avery? Nah, but I try. <laughs> Why? I teach her. I you, can't you control ha- her. You hate slavery. I can't control her. I just teach her. I mean, but I know I like a lot of me like forcing her to do stuff or whatever, like, I am her boss. Like, I do tell her what she can do and what she can't do. But she can disobey me, and she be doing it sometimes, and then I have to assert my will and stuff on her. But a lot of that is because I know in the long run it's going to make her a better person or to protect her from herself because she be trying to kill herself sometimes or, like, all that other stuff or whatever. So that's the only reason why. The law says children are property, so. Hey, you do claim them. That's facts. I mean, the law also says you can't refuse sex to your husband either, so. Only in Not uh, everywhere. the South. Only in Texas. Fuck Texas. Are we okay Tennessee, here? Actually. Tennessee, actually. Tennessee. You said what? Are we okay here? Is who okay? What's the law women. here? No. <laughs> women no, aren't okay. I'm women here. women okay. are definitely not okay in Ohio. Like, let's be all the way clear. I don't know that. Come out. Marital rape. You know. <laughs> Josh is about to kill us. Right? I know you're dragging this podcast on, but. Hey, we done actually, early, bro. Normally, we start recording around this time. <laughs> actually, you know what? I think I said this before, so never mind. What was it say? It was a Frank Ocean lyric about uh, abortion. What is it? He was saying that... Pink Matter? No, it's um, We All Try. He said... Um, he, he believes that women should have the right to choose, but, but baby, don't abort. And he's saying, like, you can do what you want. I just don't want you to do it. Brad, that's the thing I be telling... Even my girl, I be telling all the time, it's like, Brad... I should, I'm going to tell you how I feel because I'm your partner. But how I feel has absolutely no, like, 
uh, it, it shouldn't have no bearing on what you choose to do. You need to choose to do what you want to do, but I mean, you can either allow how I feel to affect what you want to do or not, but that needs to be your choice too. I really feel that way. Like I, I can say it, whatever the fuck I want to or whatever, but ultimately the choice should be yours. Like what you say shouldn't change my choice unless I want it to or I allow it to. Well, I'm single, so fuck carrots. But tune in next you week. You fuck carrots? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I said carrots. I know. To clarify, okay. No, I don't know. Um, I'm going to speed it up. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is a long podcast, but it's been a minute, so we're gonna be more frequent out here. It was like ninety minutes. It's not um, that long. It's the longest that we probably. It's one of the longer ones we ever had. Top three, easy. No way. Yeah, we've only had one, a couple of them that were more than an hour and thirty minutes. A couple. No way. This isn't top three. Bet it. Bet five. Bet twenty. I bet five. Actually, bet fifty because I'm pretty sure. I bet five. All right. All right. Um. But uh, yeah, tune in next week because. I got hella it must be me stories, and I wish I could tell you about all of them because they're all funny as hell. Hey, can can I like foil your your it must be me stories with like right before the half like the I'm not a hoe story, but this will probably make you think that I am. I'm not a hoe, but this will probably make you think I am. If you that want, that could be funny. <laughs> it yeah. could be. All right, so not I'll do that before time. the first break, and then you do the boom. Long live hip hop. And Nicole is gonna share her. You about to say no, something I'm sexist. Not. Go ahead. I was. <laughs> I'm trying to be better. God's working on me. Is he? Everybody says that. I don't wow. know if he is. Wow. <laughs> That's a true right, statement. I love hip hop. That's a true statement. That's crazy. Yeah.